Hello, Church 307. Welcome to Sage Reverie. January is Sanctity of Life Month. So today we're going to talk about abortion. How should we talk about it? How should we think about it? Is it an important issue anymore? Is that kind of an old topic? Let's get into it. Welcome to Sage Reverie, a podcast where we seek to live well and live wisely. I'm Mike Wilson. And I'm Wes Smith. We live in the great state of Wyoming, and each week, from a biblical perspective, we discuss a trending topic and what others are saying about it. If you're using these episodes for your group, their discussion questions in the description. And for more information about our ministry, visit church307.com. So Wes, today we're talking about babies. Babies. You've made some babies. I'm great at making babies. Are you? Well, I'm not so good at it. <laughs> when I make a baby, it re- requires the intervention of doctors. And, really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't yeah. happen naturally yeah. for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was a little too natural for us. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. I, on the bright, no, I've, we've we've never had to do birth control. Yeah, that's true. Saved expenses. That's true. Right there. A lot of expenses, a lot of effort and energy around that. Yep. Yeah. However, we've yep. spent like hundreds of thousands of dollars on yeah. doctors making Darcy yep. pregnant. So, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, before we get too deep into this, I, I think it's important for just us to stop for a moment and acknowledge the pain that many people feel watching a conversation about this yep. because whatever their history was it 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 led them to to having an abortion yeah in many cases and there's so much often there's just so much enormous guilt and pain with yep. that and 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 today i would assume in this conversation we're going to share views about yeah. the right and wrong what we think about abortion and all that and and so often that conversation leads to even more hurt for a person like that yep. and i just if you're listening and and you've experienced the pain around this that that we're referring to you have maybe you have feelings of guilt you just a lot of hurt Please understand part of what we believe about God. We know this beyond a shadow of a doubt. And that is that we all stand before him experiencing enormous undeserved grace. Mm -hmm. And he took all of our decisions that weren't best and made something beautiful out of them. And he's making something beautiful out of you. And you are as forgiven and free as I am. And as anybody else is, and God is redeeming everything you've ever done for his glory. So, so please don't let like what's what what are best choices and, and wrong choices impact how you feel about God. I yeah, I just I think we should say that right from the beginning. Yeah, we 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 rely, all of us rely, no matter what we've done, rely on God's love for us yeah. being greater than our actions. Yeah. Not, all yeah. of our good works fall short of yeah. his glory. Yeah. And so we yeah. are all coming to the to the uh, throne as sinners needing grace. I would also say I think all of us pastors have had conversations with parishioners who come in feeling regret, feeling yeah. pain, feeling loss as a result of having had an abortion or having had a child of theirs have an abortion. Yeah. And so um, we've spouse. Yes. You know, the whole thing. Sure. Most people now have affected by it in some way. Somebody yeah. they love yeah. has been yeah. affected by yeah. an abortion. Um, yeah. And I am naturally a very opinionated person. Mm. And sometimes my opinions can come out as sarcasm, as, as uh, f- 
making fun of other people's ideas because I'm quite confident I'm always right. <laughs> right. I, 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 I always think I'm right, but I know I'm not always right. Like, right. 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 Sure feels right in the moment, I'm, though. I'm pretty positive. <laughs> I'm pretty positive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if there is yeah. any issue where I'm positive, I'm right. It's this one, It's right? this one. Yeah, and, like, and, and that's, that's the challenge because we do believe strongly about this issue. Yeah, yeah. And we think scripture is pretty clear about this. Yeah. And we, we know, we think we know the heart of God on this. So it's, it's easy to be overly passionate and, yep. and, and sometimes it's not the words we use that communicate, add to guilt. Yep. You know, we have to moderate our yeah. truth with grace. Yes. We absolutely. have to recognize that we can know the truth yet also love those who disagree yeah. with yeah. what we believe and also those who have acted contrary yeah. to that truth. And I think, I think even as it relates to those who would disagree with us on this, mm. we we have to have an understanding. You know, too often you, you and I both have dedicated our life to following Christ, right? Like that's that's for us. To, yep, that's the thing, yep. right? And so because of that, we have come to believe that the scriptures, for instance, are God's inerrant word. And we, we believe them fully because we believe Christ was who he said he was, the son of God. And that's led us down that road. So we have become the kind of people for whom when it's clear to us from Scripture that life begins at a certain point, we believe that, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and we believe it strongly. Like it, we hold these truths. But we, we have to approach these conversations with those who, who haven't had that same journey. Yeah. With a with an understanding that they've come to different conclusions about when life begins, and that that that's a legitimate. We don't believe it's the right way to have come to a conclusion. We we disagree, but but we have to have an empathy for their journey and their understanding on this issue when we have these conversations. I think one of the temptations that the church falls into is the temptation to try to enforce Christ's morals on the world before they have submitted to Christ. Yeah. Why right. would they? Right. Exactly. They have, they have no reason yeah. to obey the Bible if they don't believe that the Bible is God's word. Exactly. So we have to yeah. first start by opening yeah. their minds and opening their hearts to the truth of scripture before they're going to yeah. submit to its instructions. And it doesn't mean that we, we compromise on believing that God's way is the right way. Yeah. Right. It, it doesn't, it, we, we know that it is like, yeah. we know following that, is is leads to life and yeah. it's the right way and organizations of all kinds should follow that but but you're yeah. exactly right but for the most part what we're doing is we're speaking to those when we talk logically when we make our arguments we're mostly talking to christians about why because we believe the bible yes. is true this is why you why? must believe also that abortion is wrong yeah 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 and yeah. It, the truth is i'm one who believes that if there is no god there is no moral absolute Right. If there's no God, then right. we have nothing to appeal to. And it's just kind of opinions. Let's vote and decide what's right and wrong. Yeah. And if the majority votes and decides that abortion is right, then it's right. Yeah. If there's no God. If, if there's, there's no a God. God but, yeah. If there's a higher authority, yeah. then it definitely matters. If there's a God, and if that God clearly communicated that life begins at a certain point, yeah. then that's where we're going to say life begins at, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like that you keep bringing it back to when does life begin? Because most people don't necessarily think all abortion is okay. Mm -hmm. Like abortion for pure convenience at the right before the baby is born. Like there are people who are okay with that, right. but not everybody. Yeah. Most, most people are not most okay don't. with that yeah. type of abortion. Yeah. Um, and so I like that you emphasize when does life begin? Cause that's really the, where the question comes down to. Yeah. If we could say life begins at a certain point, mm -hmm. we could have a tremendous amount of agreement yeah. with most logical and 
the, with the yeah. common person. Yeah. Now we, we have to have another conversation when it comes down to, uh, what about when it's threatening the life of the mother? Right. Um, right. That's a conversation that's worth having right. and and we're open-minded about because it, it's kind of like we talked last week about the car deciding whether he's going to, the AI car, whether it's going right. to kill the car with three people in it or the car with one well, person in yeah. it. Like Somebody's got to make that moral Somebody's judgment. Somebody's got to make a judgment Is call. It the life yeah. of the mother, the life of the kids, that's a conversation worth having. But you really have to start with, is it a life? Yeah. And yeah. I, we're really where... I'm just so incredibly opinionated about this topic is if you ask a scientist two questions about, they say fetus, fetus just means offspring. It's a Latin word for offspring. If you ask a scientist, if that fetus is a human, they will say, yes, easily. You can look at the DNA of this fetus. It's obviously human. Then you ask the question, is it alive? Well, yes, it is alive. Um, those are it, we've just now admitted that this fetus is a human life. It's it's mm -hmm. as alive as a plant is mm -hmm. um, to them, but it's alive. Mm -hmm. They don't believe in a soul, so we don't even have to go beyond the conversation. Or right. if they don't believe in a soul, we yeah. don't have to go farther in the conversation. And so, um, for us, we've come down on the conclusion: if it's a human life, then whenever that human life begins, yeah that's a yeah. human, that's a yeah. baby, that's a person yeah. that God created. And we'll get more into, into yeah. that argument. Yeah. Um, I think I, I would like to play a video real quick of a pastor who does not necessarily agree with us. Okay. Um, because I think it's helpful for, for us to remember that, well, not all Christians just accept this. And there are arguments that other Christians make yeah. um, beyond what we're saying here. So yeah. let's watch this. Let's have a frank conversation about this abortion issue. Let me just start off by saying that I am really pro-life. I believe in the sanctity of life, but I also believe in a woman's right to choose. The Bible is clear. In Deuteronomy 30 and 19, it tells us that we have a choice. God said, I put before you life and death. He tells us, yes, to choose life. But it is our choice. I, I struggle with this position. I, I struggle. When I, when I was growing up, child, there was no ambiguity. There was no room. I was strictly pro-life. But then the bishop messed me up. He put me in churches in the hood. And, and then I began to see how disadvantaged the folk were. And I began to see the same people who told black women to have an abortion, didn't care that the child had nutrition, didn't care that the child had good schools to go to, didn't care that the child had a good home to go up in, didn't care anything about the child after it was born. You cannot tell me you care about children before they're born, but you don't give a care about what happened that room is a little empty. Is it judgmental yeah. of me to yeah. say that you start compromising biblical truth? <laughs> Your room empties out. Your yeah. room empties out. What, yeah. He's making what to me seems like such a straw man argument. Mm -hmm. Like if you, if you don't do enough to help women that you are not. And young children. And young children. Yeah. Then you might as well abort the baby. Yeah. It's just it's a straw man, circular reasoning. It doesn't work because the truth is nobody has done more to help single moms than the Christian church. Right. 
Right. Right. We we hear we're uh, not perfect. Yeah. Like you can certainly point out places where we could care more about inner city urban children, uh, children in impoverished conditions. Like I I'd be willing to say, hey, let's continue to be vulnerable enough to say we can do better. Yes, but there is no institution, no organization, no community that has done more. Yeah for children once they are born yeah. in the Christian faith community. And while we're imperfect, that record is pretty clear. Go back yeah. and look at the origins of the great nonprofits, charitable organizations. They're all yeah. started by, not all, yeah. almost all started almost by Christians. All. Almost all. They all yeah. are almost Christian in name. Like yeah. it just, yeah. the, the Christian church has recognized that what he's saying is true yeah. about the need for helping those yeah. Uh, who are vulnerable, who are getting abortions because they don't have enough money or because they live in right. an underprivileged area or whatever reason right. Right. that they're getting their abortion. We don't say neglect them. In fact, we support a women's resource center here heavily. Yeah. yeah. Um, and their mission statement is to erase the perceived need mm -hmm. of abortion. Or abortion. Yeah, that's in right. In other words, it's not we're fighting against abortionists. Yeah. yeah. We're erasing yeah. the need by supporting those who feel like they should yeah. get an abortion. Yeah. And they do that through um, supporting ab uh, adoption mm -hmm. options mm -hmm. by providing for mothers who do choose life and mm -hmm. parenting classes. And they mm -hmm. provide for them uh, with um, clothing for babies and mm -hmm. Food and diapers, emotional support. All that, that stuff. Uh, you know, yep. Christine, my, my wife, served at the resource center okay. for a some some years yeah. and there is so much that it did in terms of helping a, a typically a young woman go through just the emotional uh we because we, we have to acknowledge there's hard choices facing yeah. these what are often young women they're, they're very hard choices yep. relationally uh financially and and, and uh, health health you know medical choices there, yeah. there's hard choices and we don't want to but but again if if life has begun, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah there's got to be a better option than killing yeah. somebody. Yes. Yes. To solve this problem. Yeah. And um, yeah. And I think that we we regularly hear the criticism. Well, you're not pro life. You're pro baby, mm -hmm. and not mm -hmm. pro woman. Mm -hmm. And I just I just want to say, mm -hmm. and let's find more ways that we can be pro woman. Yeah. I, I am. Yeah. I'm with you there. Yeah. I am sympathetic to that. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, there's got to be a better way. We run a nonprofit here at New Life called Blessings in a Backpack. Yeah. That right. one of our stated purposes of that is helping children who are born into homes that are uh, that don't have enough. Mm -hmm. And so are there more ways that we can do that? Well, mm -hmm. eventually we run out of money. Mm -hmm. But um, mm -hmm. you do what you can. You yeah. sacrifice as much as you can to help those in need. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Right on. So when you talk about uh, the origin of life, the beginning of life. Cause this pastor, he's talking about, he, he changes the conversation. Yeah. He, yeah. he says, I've set before you life and death. Mm -hmm. You have the decision. Mm -hmm. And then he says that as if it's either yeah. option is okay. Yeah. Right. Which scripture clearly never. I'm not going to give you that option. Scripture clearly does not give us the option to choose life and death for other people. No. And it's, and God's okay with either. No, we are no. not the omnipotent no. judge. Right. If right. you, you say that you're going to choose your life over Grant's and kill Grant, right. I have a moral obligation mm -hmm. to do what I can to stop you from killing Grant, which mm -hmm. I think you've considered before because mm -hmm. he's kind of annoying. <laughs> but uh, no, at some point we, we have the, we are required mm -hmm. 
to stand up for those, to protect those who cannot protect themselves. Mm -hmm. That's why Christ focuses on this idea of the least and the lost, the widow, the orphan, mm -hmm. those who can't provide for themselves. We reach mm -hmm. out to those. Well, who is more vulnerable? Yeah. Yeah. Than the unborn. Which is really, that's one of the main arguments that you hear for abortion is, well, that baby is entirely reliant on the mom. Mm -hmm. And so it's not a real person because it can't survive on its own. Mm -hmm. And you hear, I hear that argument pretty regularly from pro-abortion apologists. Um, well, that, that baby is dependent on the mom. You can't make the mom provide for that baby. And to that argument, I have to say two things. The first one is, well, there are a lot of humans in our world that are adults even who are dependent on others to provide for them. Does that mean their lives are, have no worth? Right. You can't make that argument. The second thing you would say is the baby was not put there. The baby did not put themselves there. Mm -hmm. the baby did not create themselves in the womb. Like the mom was complicit mm -hmm. uh, in most cases. Most cases. Yeah. In the, placing of the baby in the womb. Mm -hmm. And so I think this is where the conversation comes up. Okay. The mom was not complicit mm -hmm. in uh, a case of rape. Mm -hmm. Everybody always adds incest in that. I don't understand the necessary connection. Rape and incest, in my opinion, are very different reasons to do an abortion, but um, in the case of rape. And so that's why I would say, that's why there are a lot of Christians who will continue to make the case in cases of rape or in cases of mm -hmm. danger to the mother's life, we at least have another conversation. Mm -hmm. Do you have stated opinions on either of those? You know, the, the, in the case of rape, I think one of the hard challenges here is, is we understand now there's even more complexity to this decision, right? And more difficulty with the decision. And we would want to approach that conversation with the mother who didn't choose this child Mm. with enormous love. Yeah. But again, we would counsel that young mother that it's a life. Yeah. And it's, it's it, life has started yeah. and we'd love to help figure out the best solution. We understand this is just a tragedy from beginning to end for you. Yeah. But in those situations, and we've had to face these as pastors, right? In these situations, we talk uh, from the perspective of, and it, it's important to understand, like, so for many who have had a different journey and a different history with this issue, they'll often see it as, as we might see, like the vaccine discussion, mm -hmm. right? Like you and I would have concerns these days about just being told to take the next vaccine. Yep. And we don't need to get into the, all the science and lack of science around a particular vaccine necessarily, but we would have, we would want some empowerment and some freedom with that choice. We yep. would not just, we don't want the government to make us take vaccines, yep. right? Yep. We, we would agree with that. So I'm cool with vaccines. I'm not cool with the government forcing a yes, vaccine. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The good, good, good distinction. Uh, but, but we need to help, with just starting from a perspective of education to say, we, we don't, we, this life has started. Yeah. And it was started under incredibly tragic circumstances that God did not intend. Mm -hmm. And God is against what happened to you. Yeah. But we do believe a life has started. Let's figure out the most God honoring way to now make something of this tragic event. Yeah. And we don't think abortion 
is the most God-honoring way yeah. now for this end of this story. How can God redeem this? How can you be part of that? That's kind of how we would go about, I would go about at least having yeah. that discussion, right? I, I think absolutely. And, and the mom who comes and says, I'm pregnant because I was raped, we would say, first of all, there are tremendous resources now in our world. Yeah. Um, every state now has resources for a mother in that situation to give birth with almost no cost to themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, and then would then help them to adopt that child yeah. or there, there are, there are mm -hmm. options for you. So if you've ever, if you ever have, or if you ever will find yourself in that situation, just mm -hmm. don't do it alone. Mm -hmm. that, yeah. that is, a, that is a, the isolation is a terrifying place to be. Mm -hmm. And that's when people go to the extreme mm -hmm. of trying to do something quickly to get it over with because mm -hmm. they're in isolation. Mm -hmm. You gotta be in community to yeah. have those conversations. Yeah. yeah. And you need you need support because after the decision is made, whichever decision you make, mm -hmm. you're gonna need support. Mm -hmm. Because people who have had abortions, yeah. we know from pastoral care. Yeah. People that have had abortions, it's yeah. not just like you had the abortion, now you get to move on. Yeah, right. That conversation is not over. No. You're going to wrestle with no. that for the rest of your life. No. Yeah. And so, um, because one one argument that people make is, well, if you force that woman who uh, had a child because they were raped, now, now they have to see that child or they have mm -hmm. to deal with that ongoing mm -hmm. uh, pain. And that child will be a reminder of the pain that they experienced. And so they're going to have pain down the road. I'm like, that is true, probably. Now, maybe God heals and this mm -hmm. child becomes a gift to them. And we hear that story all the time. Mm -hmm. But I would also say that is true. This world will have pain. This world will bring sorrow. Mm -hmm. um, and abortion does not remove that pain. Right. Right. You and I have seen that a hundred times over, yep. right? We we know the after effects of, of when somebody chooses to have an abortion for the, for the decades of their life yep. and the, the counsel and support that's required. And, 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 and you and I are talking today, we're, we clearly believe life begins at conception and that abortion is the taking of a life. But we, we would, you and I commit to, and we would encourage those who follow Christ to say, even if somebody makes the choice we strongly disagree with, yeah, we need to be there in support. Yes. Host that for yep. that person. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and they're going to now suffer what we have all suffered. Like we've all made a choice that God was opposed to. And now we look back and say that hurt us. And that was a bad choice. We needed support yep. to walk through that pain. Yep. And still to this day need support to walk through that yeah. pain. So and somebody could yeah. be watching this on the other end of the spectrum saying, how could you forgive murder? You're talking yeah. about somebody who killed somebody yeah. and you're going to just forgive them. You're going to accept them into your body. Mm -hmm. and, and we would say, absolutely. Yes, yes. We, we are. Yes. We are very much accepting of and forgiving yes. of murderers of all kinds. Yes. But I would also lessen the severity of the extreme statement that that mother is a murderer. Yeah. Because they have been convinced by their society. They have been yeah. convinced by their yeah. culture that what they're doing is not murder. Yeah. And yeah. so, no, they are not. It is not the same as you killing Grant. Yeah. Because they yeah. have been uh, misled. Yeah. Brainwashed, I would even say. I, I, mm. In preparation for this, I was watching some videos on YouTube mm. about abortion. You got to like click through all the like, yeah. they're trying to not get you yes. to watch this video and, yes. and pop-ups. You are not. You are not. In, in most cases that I've encountered, you are not knowingly in taking a life. Right. Yeah. And there's a difference yeah. between you keep referring to me killing Grant. I don't know where this <laughs> came from in this podcast. Uh, 
I'm just yeah, putting it on you because Grant made me mad. Oh, so okay, that's just great. Uh, uh, I can only think of three times I've thought of killing Grant. I don't only know how three. it could come. That's impressive. Yeah. No, I, but but there's a difference yeah. between knowing, like, and so yeah, yeah. I, the way we talk about this issue, we got to be really careful of those kind of yeah. things. Absolutely. Let's talk about the words pro-life. Um, because I think that the titles always receive a lot of criticism one way or the other pro choice, pro life are kind of self-assumed titles. And I think a lot of marketing titles in some respects. Right. Yep. Yep. And even though we believe strongly about this issue, we could acknowledge that there there's, there's a bit of market. We, we, we on this side want to accentuate the fact that we we're doing this out of a love for life. Yes. Right. And, right. and, 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 and they, on the other side, will accentuate the fact that there's a love for freedom and privacy and good things that we all, we all for life. We're right. all for freedom. We're all right. Yeah. It's a yeah. marketing kind of thing. That's the exact yeah. point I was, I was yeah. thinking about is yeah. I'm pro-choice. Right. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm all yeah. about liberty. Yeah, that's and- why I brought up the vaccine thing. Cause yeah. if you were just to insert that. Yeah. You know, we 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 could get passionate about being pro-choice when yeah, it comes absolutely. to other things, right? Yeah, yeah sure. So I, I don't want sure. to remove choice, but I also have to recognize yeah. a need for defending life. Mm-hmm. And so pro-life, they would say we're pro-baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We would say pro-life. We yeah. would say they're pro-abortion. Mm-hmm. They say pro-choice and the titles matter. I'll, I'll watch, mm-hmm. let's watch one more video, um, which I think is helpful to that part of the conversation. I see this sign here. It says God is, is pro-life. What does that mean? God is pro-life. That's that's just what it means. Yes. God created life. Didn't God kill everybody on earth except for Noah and and some farm animals on an ark? I'm sorry. Didn't God kill everybody on earth? (laughs) Yeah, good question. There's that that Peter passage. I think it's Peter. That says, uh, be ready to give an answer, do yeah. it with gentleness and respect. Yeah. 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 Um, which is yeah. like a key verse of this whole conversation. Yeah. Yeah. This guy was not ready to give an answer. No, he was definitely not ready to give an answer. He was He's like, God's for life. God's for life. He was definitely I don't not know ready. how to explain why uh, or right. how, but right. he's, I'm pretty sure right. he's pro life. Right. 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 I think the uh, criticism that, well, God killed everybody in a flood. Mm hmm goes back to the title pro-life again. Mm-hmm. God being pro-life does not mean that God is anti-death. Yes. There, the reality is God created this world and um, death entered the world as a result of sin. Sin. But God can use even death mm-hmm. for good. Mm-hmm. He can work all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. And so if death actually leads to a larger good, but the, the, this guy's ability to have that big picture conversation on an interview, this, these are all gotcha interviews. Mm-hmm. Like that's, yeah, that's sure. why every YouTube title is like, so-and-so is owned by Candace Owens or right, 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 Ben right. Shapiro. What's another right, one? Right, I don't know right, what it is, but right. destroyed so-and-so. Mm-hmm. It's like that. Everybody wants that gotcha mm-hmm. moment, but that type of a conversation requires a tremendous amount of nuance. Mm-hmm. And it's a difficult conversation to say, what does it mean that God actually sometimes recognizes that a death is necessary for a greater good? Um, and that we would say is the case of the flood, um, that God was recognizing a trend that was happening in humanity, that if that trend did not end was going to 
lead to more evil mm-hmm. than more death or death. Yeah. If it was not ended. Yeah. And yeah. so God stepped in and said, I am going to interfere here mm-hmm. in human free will. Yeah. The, the, you know, the old Testament, the old covenant part of the scriptures often tells a story in which God allowed for there to be death. Yes. And then and leaves some unanswered questions. But sometimes now from from studying history, we know now that whole civilizations had reached a point in which like the sacrificing of children was common. Yes. You know, evil had reached a point where death was occurring in such great numbers and abuse, yes, you know the 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 raping of children, you know, all, yeah. all kinds of stuff was occurring in such great numbers yeah. that because of his love for life as it was intended to be, yeah, he he brings about or allows there to be uh, a judgment through the end of a culture's life, and uh, it, I I think you know we would say in the faith community right that that. God and God alone is holy enough to make those decisions. Yep. And we we assume our place in his creation and and that is not the place of God to make those decisions. Yep. And 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 so whenever we can we leave those decisions to God and 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 this guy in this moment, you know, I, I he's just not deeply wrestled with a God. Who does allow for death? Uh, uh, his, you know, his son came and died, and that was his plan, and caused the redemption of all who would accept forgiveness. Death was part of the plan there. So, so absolutely, it's uh, it's 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 tough to read about the flood without a lot of information, and and think of God allowing that. Uh, we we uh, when I go to Israel, my favorite place to visit is a place called Caesarea Philippi. Yeah. And at Caesarea Philippi is where Jesus says, upon this rock, I will build my church. Mm-hmm. And that statement has so many meanings and I can preach 10 sermons yeah. out of that one verse right. because let's it's, not do that today. Okay. I'll, I'll choose not to just do that. say the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I think the, the helpful thing for me to understand what Jesus is saying there is where he's standing. Caesarea Philippi was a place where they had mm-hmm. built temples to gods Mm -hmm. and the primary over the the big god of the whole area was baal Mm -hmm. and baal worship and uh they had this place called the temple of the dancing goats and the number of things that would go on in caesarea philippi were so disgusting yeah um in terms of these massive orgies where they were raping animals and raping women and um there was a big pit that they called the gates of hell this is why he says and the gates of hell will not prevail over it he's standing there by this place that was called the gates of hell or the the entrance to hell at the time and he's standing there and he says he first of all he brings his uh young male disciples to this orgy Mm mm-hmm and he says, the gates of hell will not prevail. Like he's got, he is the boldness of God in this moment of Jesus in this moment is so exciting to me to watch him upon this rock. I would build my church. But I think a lot of times we have this temptation to think that now is the worst time in history. Everybody is so centered on the evils of the world that they're experiencing right then. Yeah. I think that's such a naive way to look at history. Yeah. We are yeah. so privileged 
yeah. at the time we live. We are so, we live at a time where at least slavery is illegal yeah. in most places in the world, where prostitution yeah. is illegal in yeah. most of the world, yeah. um, where uh, uh, pedophilia is illegal in most yeah. of the world. Like, yeah. Those are things that have just been, have dominated culture. Yeah throughout history yeah. like entire, yep. entirely civilizations built yeah. on those three things yeah. and they were just kind of commonly accepted no the world is not more evil now than it's ever been yeah. evil has been around since adam and eve sinned it's going to continue to be around mm -hmm. until jesus comes and redeems the world to himself mm -hmm. and we just kind of find ourselves in this place to wrestle with the pain that that evil produces yeah Pain like unwanted pregnancies, yeah. pain like unwanted death, yeah. um, pain like the result of what happens with, with a rape. We mm -hmm. are going to experience those pains, mm -hmm. but the hope that we offer to people is not, here's a quick fix, uh, abortion, mm -hmm. we'll get it done with. Mm -hmm. the, the hope that we offer to people is a God who loves them mm -hmm. no matter what pain they're experiencing mm -hmm. in that moment. Yeah. And... And the hope that we, it, sometimes this issue is presented as a for women or against women issue. If you wrestle with that, you want to study Jesus because he identified in so many cases with a woman who had been abused yeah. and had been through trauma and and stood up for her yeah. and empowered and elevated her in ways in his culture that were scandalous yes that he he was so for women in shocking ways yep. in his day and 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 that is often left unsaid in this conversation uh so so as as you talk about this idea that <laughs> It, God, God is just misaligned in this conversation. God, God is is painted in such a way that is so counter to what we know about Jesus. Yeah, right. Yeah, because we when we talk about God, we talk about the God not who just allowed that pregnancy to happen mm -hmm. when that rape happened. We talk about a God who says, "No, actually, I'm knitting that child together yeah. in His mother's yeah. womb." Yep. He is there with that child. Yep. He is breathing his spirit yep. into that child. Like mm -hmm. God's not absent yeah. in this conversation. His Holy Spirit is present with us. Yeah. And if we will draw near to him rather than hide from him mm -hmm. in this, we believe that he will give us peace that passes understanding. Mm -hmm. So we pray that prayer for women, mm -hmm. that you will have peace in the pain that mm -hmm. our sins mm -hmm. and other sins have caused. Mm -hmm. We pray for peace that passes understanding and the ability to persevere. First of all, he hurts yes. as, as much as anybody in that situation and has anger about that. And yeah. that that it, that is wrong, 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 and no, not, none of us are any more angry than he is. Yeah. And yet, in that moment, like you said, he, he's knitting redemption. Yes, he's knitting good that can come from such an evil. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think it's also valuable to recognize the good that has come out of this conversation. Um, the overturning of Roe v. Wade was a step. It definitely yeah. didn't end abortion. Mm -hmm. I just saw that another state legalized abortion up until birth. So. Um, it definitely did not end abortion, but it moved us in the right direction. And Christians continuing to have this conversation yeah. is helpful. Now we do need to remind ourselves of the instruction to do it with gentleness and respect. Yeah. And so if you're having this conversation with somebody, I think if you will follow the science, if you will follow logic, we have the correct 
view. We, we will win this argument. But the problem is people don't change their minds because they lost an argument. You can't argue somebody into submission. It doesn't happen that way. People choose their opinions more based on emotion and based on a relationship than they do based on truth and facts. Um, and so we can't just be right. Mm -hmm. We also have to be loving. We also have to introduce people to God and yep. get God in their hearts so that they were a faithful, loving witness. Yes. Right. Yep. We're a faithful, you know, you brought up Roe v. Wade and of course that was a great thing. Yeah. We, we were excited. We were pleased. We, we'd love to see a, a abortion be more difficult mm -hmm. for somebody to access. We'd love to see there be zero abortions. Yeah. Right. But we have to be careful in, you know, that's one moment in my role. I supervise, oversee a lot of, a lot of churches. And, and I, I just think some of us, we're not careful in how we celebrated a good decision. Right. Right. We, we have to be careful how we sell in, in, in some cases it felt a little more like flaunting than celebration. Yeah. yeah. And, and we, we should humbly prayerfully express joy to one another and to God for the things that he does in our world that, that are good, mm -hmm. but we have to be so careful that we don't, you know, what we post and what we say and the way we act, does it, it we, 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 we don't flaunt, we love. Yeah. And I think in some cases our celebration was not inspired by yeah, God. That could be true. Right? Yeah. So, I could be guilty of that. Yeah. I, we are pro-life. We are, we are for yeah. something. We're not against yeah. people. Right. We are for something. Right. And that's more of an optimistic right. stance that I think we yeah. need to remind ourselves yeah. that we are as much for the person who disagrees with us on this issue as yeah. we are for the unborn child. Yeah. yeah. And our actions and words don't always yeah. feel that way. Right. Yeah. I think that's absolutely so, true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you are somebody who has emotionally dealt with this issue and if you've experienced a pain as a result of this, please reach out to us and let us know. We'd love to have a conversation with you and uh, help you through this process because we recognize whichever decision you made, there is a pain uh, that you've experienced as a result of it. And we would love to have a conversation with you. But more importantly, you need community. You need fellowship. Join a small group, a life group, a, a group of people who can support you as you struggle through this. And uh, we hope that you know you are loved unconditionally and that Jesus died to give you new life. Thank you for joining us today.